This episode is sponsored by History Unboxed. History Unboxed is a hands-on history subscription box service, which features three timelines to explore, ancient history, the Middle Ages, and American history. The adventure begins when you sign up for your subscription. You'll receive a welcome box, including an interactive timeline poster, a welcome letter and coloring sheet, a time capsule kit to create your own historic memento, a worksheet to help students understand how to read a timeline, and a family tree kit for exploring your student's personal history. Then, each month, you will receive a new box exploring a different place in time according to the era you selected. Each box contains an age-specific coloring sheet, one to two very high-quality crafts, a sticker for your timeline, and two to three items of additional enrichment material. For the Ancient and Middle Ages timelines, the box you receive will depend on the month, and all subscribers will receive the same box that month, which makes it great for collaborating with friends who are also subscribers. For the American History Timeline, boxes arrive according to a set sequence, so as to build the story of our nation chronologically. History Unbox features a build-your-own subscription option open for summer. Customers can pick the boxes they want in the order they want for the number of months they want. It's a great way to try out History Unboxed and pick up some of the boxes that are perfect for outdoor time. Use the coupon code SISTERS to get $10 off any box. Again, that's SISTERS to get $10 off of any box, limit one per customer. And we will be sharing a link in our show notes that will show the the History Unboxed boxes that are perfect for summer and outdoor activities. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well, too. I am... I I don't want to say I'm excited to talk about today's topic, but I think today's (laughs) topic is like a very common thing that um, a lot of, well, it's actually one of the pain points we noticed when we were going through emails that we got from our sisters out there. It's a pain point that maybe not that many people feel comfortable talking about. Definitely. Yeah, it's hard. Um, But that reminded me that we have a newsletter that people can do have a newsletter. So if you go over to our site, um, is it a button? It's a button, right? I believe that it is. I think it's a button. I think it yes, says, it is. like, join our tribe or something like that. Or our community or something like that. But it's on, like that. Several, it's on several pages. Yes. I put it on a couple of spots. <laughs> so hopefully you stumble on it. <laughs> if you have trouble, just email us. Yes. Uh, and I'll, I'll fix it. <laughs> the, uh, we're, we're the homeschoolsisters at gmail.com. So yeah, you can reach out, but I think you're right. I think, um, you know, we've been talking about this a lot lately. And so we're, we're discussing today, like, um, emotional support in homeschooling and how to, how to meet your kids' emotional needs in homeschooling. And you and I have been talking about this a lot lately because in our families, we've both kind of gone through ups and downs with this. And currently you're in a down, 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 down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I know you talked about it in your newsletter a little bit, but you've got a kiddo who's struggling with some big worries and that has a huge impact on everything, on life. Every single thing. Yeah. Every person, every day, every thing you're trying to do or accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys did, I, I loved it. Um, you guys did like a mental health week. <laughs> We're still there. <laughs> so where are you? It's You're... been extended. <laughs> I think we're in week two or three now. Okay. We did though. I just decided that we're not going to worry about the academics and we'll focus on all the things that we know that are good for alleviating anxiety for this specific kiddo. And we'll do those things and anything else will be a bonus. I love if that. If we get it done. So you've been sharing Which lots is hard, of... It's hard to do because yeah. you there is a part of you that's thinking, well, you know, the year's almost over and I should be doing X, Y, Z. But yeah. the reality is you were in school, these would be absences. Right. Or right. a kid sitting there that can't access the information because he or she is consumed with thoughts and mm-hmm. worries. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, um, is that a stressed kid isn't gonna learn the same way as the kid who isn't stressed. So you're exactly right. If they if our kids were going to school and they were dealing with emotional issues or, you know, beyond that, like you said, like anxiety. I can't cram information into a kid's head just because they're in a desk. It doesn't work that way. One of the huge benefits of homeschooling is that when we have these kinds of things happening, we can take the time to address it and we can set things up in a way that sets our kids up for more success and um, handling some of these things in like, uh, like an, you know, when it's like an acute thing, like making sure that they're getting, if they need counseling appointments or if they need, if you need to talk to your doctor or those kinds of things, you can really kind of like super focus on it, which I know you guys have been doing, but yes. And it can be hard to, you know, when you have appointments breaking up your day too, that just adds another layer of difficulty trying to get things done. Which yeah. is why we just decided we're just taking walks. <laughs> Our Instagram is all walks. We're on another walk. Here we are on another walk. Lots of art, lots of music, lots of nature. And yoga. You guys have been doing yoga. yoga. We have um, both been doing yoga because it is really stressful to have a to to see your kids struggle with something and not be able to help it as quickly as you would like to be able to. You know, you want that magic wand to just be like, gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always want for our kids, right? Is to be able to wave the wand and like, exactly. oh, okay, your loose tooth that's driving you up a wall. Like, it's gone now. And instead it's like four days of like, I can't eat anything. <laughs> <sighs> four days of ice cream and jello, which actually doesn't sound that bad to me. But um, I understand that if it's because your tooth is hurting, that's that's not fun. Um, but so you guys have been taking a lot of steps to do this, but the thing is you were just saying too, that, um, like you're doing these things too, because it's really hard to keep up the pace of like a homeschool mom trying to balance all the things when you're dealing with a kid who like needs a lot extra Yes. And like you said, it's sort of, um, 
I mean, we don't want to like tell our kids this, but it does feel like a giant disruption to be like, we're constantly dealing with this. We're constantly like, right. It's a huge disruption. And you feel bad if you have other kids, you feel bad for the other kids who are getting less attention, which it makes sense that they would, but there's that whole piece of mama guilt that happens too. Right. So that's why the mental health week was for all of us. So we could just all connect and just try to have fun, muddle through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you do kind of have to, like, you have to take this stuff seriously. We, we've been talking a little bit over the past couple of weeks about how, um, when we have anxiety or we have depression or we have like something going on, some of the stigma is, is being taken away from that a little bit. Like, um, even a generation ago, I think it was so much harder to like ask for help and to admit these things that would be seen as like a weakness, you know? Um, and now we know that a lot of people are living with anxiety and depression and other mental health issues. And so, um, getting treatment. I mean, there's just more options out there. I feel like doctors are more open. It's just easier to get access to good information and and everything. But with our kids, sometimes there's like this, um, well, is something really going on or is it your parenting or is something really (laughs) going on or are you just coddling them? You know what I mean? Like, and that's really frustrating when you have a kid that you can tell it's your kid. You can tell something is really going on or I wouldn't be asking for help. Right. And those who know you should recognize that too. Right. I think most people do, but there are, you know, the odd relative that sends you some random article that makes you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Just <sad. laughs> We will not be linking to that article <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, the, the people who really get it and get you and the good people are the ones that say, how can I help? Right. Or that take your kids right. for a bet, despite and have fun. We've had a lot of support from really, really good friends that yeah. see the struggle and love the kids anyway and give me a break, which is huge because even an hour without the worries... Yeah, dealing with the repercussions of the worries is really, really helpful. This episode is sponsored by Epic. Epic has a huge library of more than 35,000 high-quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more for children 12 and under. Epic is perfect for homeschooling, learning, and curriculum with thousands of books on every subject and topic. Plus, kids can reinforce their learning through quizzes and additional recommended content. And we have found that it's really great for lazy unit studies, right? So much fun. So many rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) They just pick a topic and there's always a book (laughs) Um, and usually several to choose from and... They can learn all about whatever they're interested in at the moment, and it's like right there at their fingertips, which is so handy. You don't even have to go to the library. It's one of those resources that you feel no guilt about your children using because there's no apps or in-app purchases. It's kid-friendly, and it's safe, and it's so it's screen time that's actually good for your kids. And 
millions of children around the world are using Epic, which I think is so great because we hear from overseas families all the time looking for resources um, because they are English speakers and they're looking for um, language English resources in the place where they are that where they don't have to bring you know hundreds of books with them in their suitcases and try to track them down in a country where English isn't the main language. So um, that's really helpful. It's also too. really great if you're in a rural setting and you don't have a huge library because it definitely with thirty five thousand titles. That's a lot. Definitely. <laughs> a lot of kids' books. Yes. Um, you were talking about um, why Epic is so safe, and there's a lot of parent features, um, including you can track your child's progress which is with a digital reading log. Parents can create personalized collections for their children through their parent dashboard. Parents can create up to four customizable child profiles per account, um, and they have like books that your kids are actually wanting to read. <laughs> so many good ones, like A Wrinkle in Time, Where the Wild Things Are, National Geographic, Good Night Moon. They have the Chronicles of Narnia and the Velveteen Rabbit. And Curious George. Oh, I love Curious George. We love George here. So Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months absolutely free. So just use promo code SISTERS when you sign up for Epic at getepic.com and you'll get your first two months totally free. That's getepic.com and use promo code SISTERS for two months free. Do we want to talk a little bit about like taking our kids to therapy? I think it's hugely important. And I think that too many people in our generation and the generation before us did not do it. And I can say, speaking from my own family and looking back at the family tree, <laughs> being careful here. Right. But there, you know, there's a lot of people out there who self-medicate and they could avoid that or could have avoided that had they just sought help for the problem, the underlying issue, whether right. it's anxiety or depression or whatever. Because when you have something like that, you have to find ways to cope. Like you have to, it's just too much otherwise. And so you can find healthy ways or you can find unhealthy ways. And the unhealthy ways are things like alcohol or drug use or all kinds of other things. Um, and then healthy ways can be stuff like what you're talking about, taking a ton of walks, um, doing yoga, doing like breathing techniques and exercises and, um, you know, putting some essential oils on that. And, <laughs> but the, the thing is, I feel like for me, the two things that have been most helpful because you get to a point where um, those things can't really like get through until you've sort of gotten back to like a healthy baseline. I, I think, like, based on my own experience with anxiety, like, until I got to a healthy baseline with medication and with therapy, I could do every breathing technique and I could do all the yoga and I could, you know, run a marathon and I still had anxiety symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, um, so for me, I mean, medication has been helpful and so has therapy and we have done therapy like, um, you know, when different things have popped up with the kids and again, I'm trying to protect privacy, so I'm trying not right, to like tricky. <laughs> um, talk too much about that. But I think it can be incredibly helpful 
for our kids. I think it can be incredibly helpful for us as parents because there is so much on us to sort of deal with this and try to navigate it and try to figure it out. And like you said, it's not like we have, most of us, a lot of us have the previous generation to go by, like how to handle this. Exactly. You know, a lot of, a lot of the previous generation was like, well, you just have six or seven drinks after work. <laughs> not la- yeah, I'm not laughing about that, but I'm just saying that, you know. I, I mean, didn't need to see a shrink. Right. <laughs> and yet, maybe you should. Right. <laughs> well, because we've talked for forever about how we want to do an episode about cycle breaking, but it's hard because... It is hard because it's tricky and it brings up a whole host of... Yeah. Junk. I found a meme yesterday that I actually meant to send to you, which is so appropriate when we're talking about this now. And it's from Jen M. I don't know where I got it from, but it says, what if stop crying turned into I'm listening for an entire generation? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to share that over in the show notes. Um, But I mean, that's the thing is that for a lot of us, we're figuring this out for the first time for ourselves and then for our kids too. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot. And we're already working without some of the resources that we might have if like our kids went to school. Um, Because you were a school psychologist. So... How, I mean, how did that work? Like kids that were struggling, like teachers would connect you or how did that? Yes. Okay. Yep. So there, there are a lot of supports in the school system that we're not necessarily getting, but I did see kids for counseling. I, I saw that depending on which job we're talking about, the harder, the, the, um, more urban districts, there wasn't as much access to that necessarily because there was a lot of testing that I needed to do in the testing, you know, logistically for school systems took priority, but I did counsel also. Okay. So we don't, it's we don't have. not a perfect system, but you do get free support within the school. Yeah. But we don't have those it, things it, in place. So we kind of have to build our own support mm-hmm. system. A little bit. That could send me off on a whole tangent because it is expensive to get mental health services. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's. You're very lucky if you're able to afford it, Mm -hmm. really. Quality quality services. Yeah. One of the questions I get from people quite a bit is, too, like, how do you find somebody and know that that person is good and know that that person, like, knows what they're doing? Because have you ever had an experience where you went to a counselor that was not? A good fit for you? Myself, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have two. And it was like, I realize now, like I should have just gotten up and been like, thank you very much for your time and just walked out. But instead I sat there for 50 minutes trying to like figure out. And you paid God knows what. <laughs> right, right. And it's so hard to work out with insurance and everything else. It becomes like a, a job basically. And we already have a job. We're already homeschooling. So right. some of us have other jobs too. <laughs> I, I would say ask friends. I, it's hard to be transparent about this stuff, but I find that it's better if you are. Like if you post on a community page, if you have like a Facebook group for your town and you say, you don't have to say which kid, you don't have to say what, I'm looking for someone who specializes in anxiety in children. Can you private message me? Then you'll find that you'll have more people who will 
mm-hmm. tell you who to go for and who not to go for just by saying that. I know it's, you know, it feels vulnerable to put it out there, but everyone's got something going on, whether yeah. or not they just admit <laughs> Some read, level of something. Yeah, read lots of Brene Brown about vulnerability yes. and the power that comes when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and how much that can help you change things for yourself and your kids. And I mean, we we kind of have to because nobody else is going to do it for us. And mm-hmm. I think you and I have both seen the results of not getting these things treated and the impact that it has. I mean... Honestly, for like it can it can have an impact for generations, and it right. it just trickles down. And so, it's really really important that we're helping our kids figure out healthy coping mechanisms and figure out like to to get a support system in place for them and to take these things seriously. Right, and how great it is that we are doing it now when they're as young as they are versus if you grew up in a house with some level of dysfunction and you were told to suck it up. Right. And you had to rely on figuring it out when you're in your twenties, when you're outside of that bubble. Well, you and I were both talking about yesterday, how like as kids, we had these things that, um, you know, now it would be like, Oh, we were anxious kids. Like we had, Like if you could take, if we could, you know, time machine back and like take us to today, yes. like we would have, we would have help and like people would get it. But back in the eighties, it was just like, you know, no. bad. like, yeah, you know, um, stop crying about that. I'll give you something to cry I'll about. I'll give you something to cry about. Do right. you want a little violin? I'll play my violin. Yeah. Which is so helpful when you're <laughs> six. Or if you have a parent one-upping you on their terrible right. life, things that happen in their life, and you're like, but right. I can't get to bed. <laughs> you're four, and they're like, I was in a war. Like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm four you were, years old. You surprise. Can you just help me go to sleep now? Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we will oh boy. we will talk more about cycle breaking at some point. But getting back to our kids, it might be a can of worms. <laughs> but I think it's important. I really, really do. I the more I I talk about it, the more I find people saying like, "Thank you for talking about this. I'm doing this too. It's mm-hmm. so hard." And I I really feel like for a lot of us, it is the most important thing that we're doing beyond homeschooling beyond anything else in parenting. Like it's the most important thing we're doing because we are trying to change the future. Like for our kids, we're trying to change everything. As witnessing what the future is for other people in your family and knowing that you don't want that for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. You almost feel this pressure to do it faster. (laughs) Quick, quick. Right. <laughs> but that's, let's, I mean, let's fix this. Yeah. That's why it's so important. And that's why I think it's wonderful that you're taking time to like really go deep with this because I mean, nothing educational is really going to like 
I mean, nothing educational really is like more important than this because it it doesn't make a difference anyway. Like that's, that's brain science. Like when your, you know, body is flooded with stress hormones, that's not the point that you're, you can learn something. Like I always share this example of, I was, um, we almost got hit. We were driving and we almost got hit. And, um, like I literally like drove right past our turn because of, all the adrenaline and cortisol. And, you know, it's like if somebody at that point would have been like, what's eight times seven? I would have been like, I don't know, you know, because potato. (laughs) Right, right. That's not the time. And so if you have a stressed kid and then you're adding, learning can be stressful anyway, learning new things. Like, I mean, I have a new printer that's just sitting here that I haven't figured out how to hook up yet. Because I'm overwhelmed by it, you, you need know. To, to do that, I no. do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I can put it in seesaw and stem. You totally can. <laughs> Just tag it. Here we go. Stem. Yay! Stem. That's Here's done for today. Look today, up. your homeschool is setting up mommy's printer. Um, <laughs> Electronics. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so that's the thing. Like learning new things can be stressful anyway, and you take that like you have an already stressed kid, and then you pile the stress of learning on top of that, like it's not, that's not going to help anything. No. And we're so lucky to be able to homeschool and to be able to pause and be able to like meet the, the needs of the whole child. Right. Because and the other thing, sorry. I oh no, no. The other thing is that kids are really good at learning and they're going to learn despite all of this. So it might not be what you wanted. <laughs> and a couple examples, the perfect example is that right now we're in a cryptozoology uh, rabbit hole, lazy unit study. And cryptids are like, I didn't know what they were, but like Bigfoot. But there's a lot of really wacky ones out there, like the Loveland Frog and Owl Man. <laughs> like, really. You want to talk about people drinking beer, I think. <laughs> A lot of these, when my son tells me the story, I'm like, I think beer was involved in that one, <laughs> in that fighting. But anyway, um, I, I, it's it's been really fun to look at the science and what's what lack thereof, and you know all of these stories and legends, and he's been drawing pictures of them, so that's been really fun. And then it's re- led to interest in really obscure animals. And then also, randomly, we found this book my friend Shanna told me about. It's called Eager, and there's more to the title, but it's about beavers and how beavers are a keystone species that if they weren't there, the whole ecosystem would collapse. And it's fascinating. So now we're going on all these beaver hunts, trying to see one. We're too loud, but eventually maybe we'll (laughs) sneak up on one. But, you know, they're learning anyway. It's just not anything that I had planned in September when I thought about how this year would go. Cryptids and beavers and salamanders and crayfish were not on the list. But But sometimes, like, that's that's okay. Like if, and especially if that's bringing your stressed kid some comfort right now to learn about those things and some distraction, because that's the thing, like anxiety, there's a lot of different things that can help it. And and it's, and that's another like piece of the puzzle is trying to figure out what helps your child. I mean, right. And what did help last time may not work this time. So I know some parents worry that like if their kid is 
stressed or dealing with like some emotional stuff that by taking a break from more serious academic work, you know, we're kind of like letting them off the hook or we're, we're keeping them from like building resiliency. The thing you need to be careful of is avoidance. So if it's a specific, like, for example, one of my child who's struggling with anxiety went through, is still struggling with attending activities that he enjoys. And he will say, he loves this and he missed this. But for one week when we were really struggling, I let him skip everything because I figured it's like a sick week. And if we were in school, we would skip all this anyway. Um, after that, I had to lovingly force him through to go to these things. And there's still one activity once a week that I have to still do that for. And I just remind him, you wanted to do this. <laughs> you like this. And once we're over the threshold, he'll stay and have a fun time. Yeah. So you don't want to get into the avoidance trap. So if it's, it, if it's specific, I, I agree with backing off on academics, but you just want to be careful that you're not avoiding things that you loved prior to this because right. that's, that can just snowball and you don't want to feed the anxiety, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's, you know, still kind of a holdover from another generation of like, you know, you can't let your kids off the hook because then they'll never learn to power through. Um, so there are things that I think it's okay to, um, it's okay to take a break from math for a little while if that's causing like an incredible amount of stress mm -hmm. and replace it with walks. Um, you know, things like that, but yeah, there's more games. Yeah. There's a delicate balance there of how much to let your kid back off and how much to encourage them to do those things. And, um, and as I, a parent, you know, best, cause you know, this child better than Joe Schmo down the road. That's telling you to buck up buttercup. <laughs> which is which is tricky because if someone were to see you like you said lovingly encouraging your child to stay in an event when there's some anxiety happening it, it might look like you were kind of like I'm a jerk <laughs> yeah yeah a little yes. bit you know yes. to an outsider and so that's just really hard too because it's it, then it's, it's really so easy to hard. give in and and say, okay, yeah. yeah, you can come because you're worried about the people who are giving you the stink eye about it. Right. And I think that's another situation where you just need to be transparent with the person who's running the class or coaching the whatever, because we had that. I just had to text or email the person who has known this child forever and say, we're, you know, he wants to go. He may try not to go. I'm going to make him go. <laughs> You know, but it it is like, I remember we went through a phase of preschooler refusal, which I've been having flashbacks of, of late when I used to have to just underarm him into the building. And then once he was over the threshold, he was fine. So it, it's felt like that again. And I know like it's, it can be hard when other people are watching and that whole, what do people think of me? But I think we just need to care less and just do. Yeah is easier said than done, but 
It is. You're the expert on your kiddo. Yeah, it, it's easier said than done. It gets easier after 40, we've found. <laughs> To care less what people are thinking. The kid and just say, shut up, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're thinking. (laughs) You don't know my life. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know my life, Nancy. (laughs) I've got a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be bad if we have any Nancy listeners that we have the Nancy family. We're not picking on, we're not picking on Nancy's. I don't know why that one popped in to my head, but. Yeah. Um, but people don't, don't know. Um, although I have found that by being honest about anxiety, it, you, you really do find a lot more people understanding. Um, I mean, they might, they might not connect in their heads, like that mom that's sort of like pushing her kid into the preschool is dealing with a child with anxiety. But like, if you were to say to them, my son has anxiety, they're like, Oh, Right. You know, and then they get it because they do get anxiety because I think these things are actually, you know, pretty, pretty common. Unfortunately, I wish that so many little people weren't living with this kind of stuff, but. Right. But but they they are. And. And when you say that people feel, feel comfortable sharing their story with you too, which is important for them also. Yeah. But I think other people and like people on the internet have a tendency to just be uh, negative and share their opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but I have this, this article that I wrote for the mighty like several years ago and it came up this week cause the mighty shared it. I don't know why, but, um, and it's the story about when I used to go to this kind of fancy pool around right. here Yeah, I love and, that I was, one. and I was pregnant and I had to underarm child out of the facility, like repeatedly. And there's more to the story, but there was a lady who was so nice during that. And I can put the article in the show notes, but it's amazing to me how many people hate on that lady. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up people. She was like nice to me. And they're all like, she should have helped you, blah, blah, blah. She had kids in the pool. She was just another mom being like, I think the, our whole society is just like, let's just, you know, she's not doing her job or she should have done that. Just everybody just be as nice as you can. I think another place where that comes up a lot, unfortunately, that kind of just negativity and <laughs> general ignorance <laughs> Is around the topic of medication with kids. Yes. And especially for things that you can't see or somehow prove. Like if, you know, if your child had diabetes, no one would ever judge you for giving that child insulin. But if your child has ADHD or anxiety or something else, you get a lot of people that are like, you know, well, have you adjusted his diet? Which did you, did you spritz him with lavender? (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, like I said, I I feel like those, this is my own experience talking. Mm -hmm. I feel like those things can help. Yes. But I feel like medication has a place too. And I just think that when it comes to other people, like when it comes to our own families, if spritzing your child with lavender and cutting out gluten helps you, fantastic. Mm -hmm. That is such good news. And by all means give up bagels and buy the big giant thing of lavender oil and just go all in. That's great. But 
that might not work for somebody else's child. And you just, you, I think if, if we're trying to support one another, if we're trying to be kind, I think we just need to acknowledge that and realize that like maybe another mom has tried all the lavender in the world and has eliminated every single potential trigger that they can think of from their child's diet. Maybe they've been at this for years mm-hmm. and you don't know. So for you to come Don't assume in, that you do. Yeah, for you to come in and think, okay, so yesterday we were at um, the, the post, postal shop place that we go, and this woman was telling us that her cat, um, they adopted a cat, and three weeks after they adopted the cat, the cat got out. And eventually the cat was found. But when they posted about the cat getting, like the cat being lost, people said horrible things about them, about how... Who would dump a cat in the middle of winter and who, because they were saying, you know, this cat is lost and people didn't know the whole story. And so they filled in the blanks and they were like, you know, it's negative 40 degrees outside. What kind of monster does this to a cat? And it's like, that's not what happened. Like you don't always see the full story on Facebook. Right. You know, I mean, so if a mom puts out there on Facebook, like you said, to a community group, I'm looking for, you know, a psychologist, um, you know, that works with childhood anxiety, like don't, don't, don't jump on, like we can't, you know, we shouldn't jump on that person and think that that's like the very first thing that they did. Like, you know, I mean, we just don't know. Or offer them advice that they did not ask for. Right. We just don't know what other people have going on. And it's just not kind to like freak out on somebody and attack them because they're making a different choice than you might make. And you don't know. You don't know what choice you would make in somebody else's situation. There's a lot of variables at work. So So true. um, I mean, I know that's a big one, but I, I think that, you know, things like therapy and medication can be so helpful. And... It's just important. And these things don't always all pop up in adulthood. So think of how many people you know that are struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever that are on medication now and in therapy and doing X, Y, Z. It it doesn't suddenly appear when you're, right. I mean, it can, but it's, some, some of that is genetics and it was just there. Well, we've talked about that a lot. Like the things that we had when we were kids that were like now. <laughs> Little tiny Kate and little tiny Kara would be in therapy once a week and probably on a small dose of whatever they had before Prozac, you know, but at the very least some melatonin. Right, right. Um, but, but, you know, nobody knew back then. And so there was just a different approach to things. So I wish we had been friends back then and we could have talked about our big nighttime worries. <laughs> My biggest worry was You're afraid um, of that too? getting leprosy. Because we watched yeah, that was one of mine. Ben Hur, um, Catholic when I was school, a child. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Seriously, Sunday school. There were a lot of things that came from Sunday school. <laughs> really it stressed me out, and so for like my entire like, <laughs> I'm thinking about that now. Like, there's a, there's stuff in that movie that I was like a little kid, and it was like, yeah, let's watch this because you know. Um, so yeah, there there's there's things that like. Or if you're sensitive, Pop like up. I grew up in a yeah. house where the news was on all the time and it was a small house and it was on a top volume right outside my bedroom door. Like literally I could touch it if I opened my bedroom door. So no wonder <laughs> I was afraid <laughs> of war and starving children and, you know, 
bombs. Right. Like we were, we car accidents, a lot of things like that we were not allowed to watch when I was growing up. (laughs) Um, a lot of things that were off limits. And yet one of my parents would watch like Rosemary's baby. Is that the one? (laughs) Uh, the exorcist, like poltergeist. Yeah. And like a Saturday afternoon. And I'd just be like playing in front of the TV, like, oh. but if somebody kissed in a movie, it was off limits. <laughs> or you mentioned a tampon. Right. <laughs> you muted. it. <laughs> Tampons are muted in my house, those commercials. The, the fast forward uh, button. <laughs> oh, but they didn't have that then. Oh, and the VCR. <laughs> yeah. Back, back when, when I just we finally mean the, got a VCR. Like, the commercials would just be muted like in real time. Like, yeah. oh, oh, let's mute that one. <laughs> But like impending war, no problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's fine. Let's listen about this war. But periods are shameful. <laughs> the smash shooting, no problem. That won't oh, set period. you up for anything yeah. hard in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Um, so anything uh, sorry. else? Sorry, I said tampon. It's okay. <laughs> it's a tampon friendly podcast. I just want sisters out there to know that if you are going through some sort of something in your homeschool, you are not alone. And sometimes it's nice to just say it if you feel comfortable and you'd be surprised how many people come out of the woodwork and mm-hmm. say, that's me too. Or we, we had that. And now you know that you can ignore the haters um, and plan on throwing eggs at their house later. I don't know. I don't know what you do about people that are just hateful and write mean things on the internet. You hide them. Yeah. I think that's Hide them or block them or unfollow any of those things. I think the biggest thing is just realize. With reckless abandon, just hide and mute everybody. (laughs) That's that's what I do. I'm like, no, Nancy, hidden. (laughs) I think that's the thing. I think you just have to realize like they, if if that's what they're going to offer to you, they are not somebody that you need to have in your world. No. Yeah. What you need when you're going through something like this is a rational levels of support. You need people bringing you meals. You need people like watching your kids. You need, and those things aren't irrational, but I just mean like you just need people like who just who take, build you up. Yeah. Take every bit of help that somebody offers. If somebody offers something like, don't feel bad about saying yes. If somebody offers to take your kids, if somebody offers to, you know, take a couple of your kids so you can take another kid to a therapy appointment or whatever you need to do, like let them pile on the love because it's a hard thing to go through something like this. And it takes, and you can, you can pay it forward later when you've settled. Cause it takes a huge amount of energy, Mm -hmm. huge, like so much, so much emotional energy. Like if you are falling into bed at the end of the day and you're like, but we barely even did anything educational, but you're going through something like this, like it's, it, that makes sense. Right. It makes sense that this is exhausting because it is, it's a ton of hard work and it's a ton of, um, giving yourself to another person, which we do willingly, but that doesn't mean that it isn't. It's mentally exhausting because yeah. you're, you don't have that time to like replenish yeah yeah and we're sending we're sending hugs to our sisters (laughs) yes we are (laughs) should we share something that's bringing us joy we haven't done that in a little while we should okay what's bringing you joy right now i am reading the paris wife 
I hope I got that title right. Oh. But Ernest Hemingway, the the yes. based on fictionalized. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. I've had it for a long time in my stack, and I'm finally getting to it. I had been doing a lot of nonfiction, a lot of like worry related stuff, revisiting some old <laughs> titles that we've had in our our like toolbox for a while. But it's been nice to have something that is just fiction. Yeah. Will, will you share some of the worry books over in the show I notes? I definitely will. Okay. Yep. And you have a lot of good resources. You've written for Simple Homeschool about worry. You've written on your site extensively, shared your worry basket, like all kinds of good stuff. So Yeah. Some of them are every time this worry comes back up and we're dealing with it and I share it in newsletters or whatnot, I always remind myself that I need to up. Some of them are so out of date. <laughs> like. There's like code, there's HTML showing, but the, <laughs> what I recommend, I still recommend it. It just might not look very pretty right now. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I can't, I can't freshen it up right now. A good resource is a good resource, even if it doesn't look pretty. Right. Um, and I think you hit on something big too, that like, if there's anything, if you're going through this, if you're like the caregiver to a child who is dealing with this kind of stuff, if there's anything that can bring you some like joy and happiness, like if it's chocolate hidden in your nightstand, if it's a really good book, if it's a silly TV show, if it's Cape Cod potato chips, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, like that's okay right now because Chipotle. it's a lot. Oh yeah. We've got to tell everybody that, um, my husband was listening to an interview with Michelle Obama um, so glad and Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and I've had her book Becoming. I've had it for a little while. I haven't read it's it yet. It's wonderful. And um, apparently in there, have you read this part in there? Or is this like separate that she talks about like when she would get really stressed out, she would eat Chipotle in her car? I think I missed it, but I just love that she said that. Okay. It might not be in the book. Maybe it was just she was being... That makes me feel better about my habits. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just that she was being interviewed by him and brought it up. Like she was being interviewed about the book. I don't know because my husband heard the interview. But what he said was, you're basically Michelle Obama, sweetie. <laughs> so that's one of my coping mechanisms is eating Chipotle in my car. Black beans bouncing around. Yep. And yesterday, yesterday, I have the shirt to prove it. I had a poorly wrapped burrito and the I now worst have when that salsa happened. all over the, yeah. I mean, if it's not bad enough that I'm a grown woman eating a burrito in a car. <laughs> at, least, I, at least tighten that thing up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. It was just a failure. And I was like, but I'm not going to stop eating it. I'm sorry. No, I don't care if no. it gets all over me. There's guacamole in there. So you're committed to the cause. Yeah. Yeah. I came here for Chipotle and by God, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we put that? Like, licking guacamole off the side of my <laughs> I want to put that on like a, like a shirt or like a mug or something and sell it. Not Let's sell it, it even, but like just make it. Like I want to put that on a shirt or a mug or something so we can just share it with our sisters. <laughs> it does. Guacamole solves everything. It really does. Yeah. It's very, very helpful. Um, okay, so what's bringing me joy right now is my, my purse light. <laughs> Wait, what? I know. I, I don't know if they have them. Like, I don't know where my mom got it. So uh, we'll try to link to it. But um, my mom gave me a purse light 
And I use it for my work bag because I have this really deep work bag so that my laptop fits in it and all my stuff fits in it, but it becomes this bottomless black hole. And when you put your hand in, it's like motion sensor. So it turns on this really bright light and you can see everything that's in your bag. And then 15 seconds later, it automatically turns off. Are you for real? Yeah. It's bringing me so much joy. Sometimes I just stick my hand in there just for fun. (laughs) Clap on. Clap yep. <gasps> oh, that's what it is. It's a clapper, but it's it's motion instead. It's so nice. That's what I want for my kids' rooms, closets, and bathroom. That's you could get this. They clip on. Um, apparently, you can also use it as a selfie light, but that sounds fancy. That's I, really complicated. I also think they're. I'm like, reporting to you from my purse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Follow I, Instagram. I think they're trying to, you know come up with lots of ways to market it. I'm like, go all in on the purse light. You're fine. You're going to be just fine. These things are going to take off. So I just had a friend text me as we're doing this saying that she's going to bring my kids home from where they're at right now, which is a perfect example of a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to drop your kids back off at your house right now. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So find those people. Yeah, definitely. And the people that aren't those kinds of people... And not everybody can do that. Like, right. if you have a friend that just had a baby, you can't expect that person to like take your kids for the weekend. That might be asking a little much. But people on the opposite end of that spectrum, people who are like, are you sure it's not just that you're just kind of babying him a little bit? Like those people, you don't need that kind of nonsense no. in your life. No. And so you can just be like, you know what? Um, you have taught me how to block people on text. <laughs> How to mute them. How to mute people on Instagram, which I didn't even know was an option. (laughs) You're welcome. You can block people on Facebook without them knowing. Um, And and you're still following them technically or friends with them or whatever. But um, Oh, unfollow? You're letting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Block, they will know. Okay, yeah, unfollow. Sorry. Yeah. That way block freely. I block block away, sisters. Don't feel... Yeah. Don't feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need you in my feed. <laughs> yeah. You've got enough going on without like your cousin thrice removed <laughs> ranting about whatever crazy political thing that you're just like, all right, you know what you need? You need to go eat a burrito. <laughs> just close your computer and go to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. You, you need a purse light. That's what we should do. People there, we should just start sending them purse lights. <laughs> Here. Do you feel better now? I do. All right. Okay. Well, um, we will have uh, links to everything we talked about today over in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And we are sending lots of love to other moms who are going through this kind of stuff. And dads. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And. And we are sending and, lots. And Roxy of, says that's enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. I won't try to record, re-record it then. We'll just go with that. <laughs> that's how we know when it's time to wrap up the podcast. So Roxy says so. Roxy's alarm. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. You too. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. 
We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you